Uh, before we start, guys, quick apologies. Um, I didn't have my earphones in for the first few minutes of the podcast, so um, when Mark speaks, it's kind of echoey. It does stop pretty quickly in, but if you are annoyed by it, just uh, skip several minutes uh, into the show. Sorry about that, and here you go. Hello, and welcome to episode 145 of Dude and a Monkey. Uh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Um, you're seeing Mark's face again because apparently Skype doesn't let you resize the video of whoever's doing the video or something. I did look, um, but I, I think we all prefer Mark's face to mine. <laughs> so I'm going to call it a success. Coming up on this week's show, um, we are not reviewing Dirty Grandpa. We're not. Uh, Ian, Ian, Ian didn't want to, so we're reviewing you instead of Paolo Sorrentino's new film, which is much more my speed. We'll see how much more or less speed it is for Mark, um, but I'm very, very thankful. Anyway, uh, we'll also talk about some trailers and some what we watched. We do have a couple of emails, and uh, we might get some Twitter questions in as well, who knows. Um, so, Mark, anything going on this week at all? Uh, not, 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 not really, no. I've had a, a pretty busy work week as usual, so uh, film kind of interest have, have, have taken a bit of a, a bit of a back seat. Um, I know that you had a, a, a brief foray into dumping uh, Twitter. Um, three days. Three days, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't use it as much as I, as I used to, which I'm actually trying to come back to a little bit. Um, but I'm going to use the uh, fuck off technique. Uh, if somebody pleases me off, I'm going to figure out, ah, fuck off. Uh, I, I bought an incredible book today. Follow them or whatever or mute them. I wouldn't even do that. I'll, I'll just tell them to fuck off. And if somebody really starts pissing me off, I'm just going to follow them. I won't, I, yeah, I, I don't think I'd maybe go that far unless they were like saying something pretty hardcore to me, but it is what it is, I, I have no problem with you doing that whatsoever, um, I'm not going to be the Twitter police on, on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I also, I bought a new book, book today, today. Oh, yeah. which, 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 which I pulled up the camera there, there. Ooh. it's, it's a, a meat bag, it's written by the people who do the Red uh, Barbecue. Uh, and I just thought it was like a standard kind of cookbook uh, thing here. Uh, but it teaches you how to make like a fucking uh, a jerky pit, uh, a smoker, uh, and all the different sauces and things like that. So, uh, yeah, I'm making shit out of this. And I may even video it and put it up on our channel. That's good. I, I, I endorse this. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. It's a test of £12. a hell of a book. Nice. Bloody hell, that's a recommendation. Yeah, 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 well, it is. It's a vibe. I'm just looking for a sign to fucking make some out of it. By the way, if my image seems a bit juddery at times today, I'm on a blow-up mattress that we have <laughs> my mum, uh, like an airbed mattress thing, and it's... Yeah, it's a bit, yeah, it's a bit bouncy. It's a bit bouncy, but, um, you know, we'll see. Um Okay, so um, let's get on with it then. Trailers, yeah. what have we got this week, bud? There's a lot of kids stuff, to be honest. I think we're heading into sort of like the, the late sort of kids' holiday releases. Nine Lives, the... out in the US this week, I think. Yeah, the Kevin Spacey voice thing, where he becomes a cat. I was watching the trailer, just going... Why are these people involved in this? I think think Kevin Spacey needs money for that new studio he just took over. Yeah, he's the... What is it? He created a character for relative media? Relative media. Yeah, yeah. 
the trailer for another trailer for Secret Life of Pets, which I remember saying to you when the first trailer came out, was that if that film is just essentially uh, a series of sort of vignettes or set about those pets, I'm bang for it, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, it's not. It doesn't have to try to story thread behind it where the pet gets lost, and now I don't care. Um, it looks like... Um, it looks like a mix between the plots of Toy Story and Toy Story 2. Yeah, it really does, doesn't it? Like, the mismatched, like, the favoured pet that's kind of usurped by the new one. But then, mm-hmm. that's last Toy Story, and then they're essentially carted off somewhere, and the others have to go and rescue them, like Toy Story 2. I'm assuming yeah, it's not it, it, with it's very Toy Story. being incinerated, like Toy Story 3. I mean, we can hope. But, um, yeah, it looks a lot less interesting than it did previously, but the poodle rocking out to System of a Down still makes me laugh. Yeah, 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 yeah that, that's, that's it. it. It's... <sighs> I, 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 I would just prefer to just see it, it, it be, right, here's what this pet that's in this room while it's all around, here's what this pet that's in this room while it's all around, and this is how they interact. Don't give me essentially fucking Toy Story stories as well. It, it doesn't yeah, kind of work with that. In, so there's going to be feedback like a motherfucker for the first couple of minutes. Um, yeah, there was. Sorry, um, continue. Sorry, Trolls, sorry, sorry. Um, the uh, the movie that nobody wanted uh, and uh, they've made. Uh, again, why? Um, I watched the trailer. Uh, I watched the trailer a day ago and honestly, I swear to God, I cannot remember what happened in it. Nothing. At all other than the fact that I watched the trailer for Trolls because it is written down. I make a list of what I've watched, and it's on that list. And so I know I've watched it, but I can't remember a single thing that happens in it, they other dance. than the fact that... Did they dance? All oh, right. Um, who gives a fuck? It's a key ring, for Christ's sake. Mm. Um, the confirmation, the... Um, Owen... Uh, Clive Owen uh, seems to have some kind of mental fucking problems. Um and uh, he has to spend some time with his kid to get to know his kid and that looks like one of those it's from the people who wrote Nebraska uh, which you really liked and I, uh, I liked um, so first out of the trailer I was watching it going this looks like this looks like one of those films you know that we get two or three of every year road trip kind of all shot on location and it's some actor trying to try to get a, a fucking indie actor award uh, and in the second half of the trailer, I started to go, actually, this is starting to get quite interesting, actually, this trailer now. Um, comes out, I think, on VOD and then at cinema release the following week. Um, so, you know, one of those where um, I'll, I'll happily pay, because it comes out on iTunes, uh, VOD release, um, I'll happily pay to, to maybe rent it or buy it, depending on how much it, it costs for that. Um, see, it looks it looks perfectly all right. Um and uh, Kubo, the Legend of Two Strings, I think it's called, oh, uh, yeah. animation one, um, looks, looks quite interesting, I suppose, uh, as far as animations go. Um, yeah, they're all getting a little bit formulaic at the moment, animations, or those type of animations. If you look a little bit further, there's quite a lot of you know really good stuff out there, uh, as with all stuff, but the idea of it is certainly better than the trailer of it, is what I'll say on that one. What have you caught this week? Um, literally, the only thing I have to add is Angry Birds. Um, See, I, 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 I didn't watch that out of principle because it's a fucking game on a fucking phone. It's not a fucking movie. Lottie said, wow. 
I might have to. I actually might have to take her to go see it if she starts. If like TV ads come on and she starts bugging me about it, I actually might have to go and take her. The thing is, with, with the Angry Birds get, movie, I, I thought it was like an abandoned idea. Now I thought that they decided they were going to do it, and then they thought, ah, fuck it, nobody cares anymore. But then again, the other day, I was um, waiting for Becky was trying some clothes on. Um, in a shop, uh, in the fitting rooms, obviously, not just in the middle of the shop. Um, and there was a guy who was sat down, you're doing the standard guy thing of looking at your phone, um, and he was playing Angry Birds. And I, I was what, really, seriously? Have I gone back to 2009? There was a guy on my train playing a fucking PlayStation Vita the other day. Jesus like, Christ. Yeah. Like, Are they I, retro already? I, 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 yeah, well, I mean, it's the first time I've ever seen anybody apart from myself play on a Vita when I had one for about a week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, 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 on the, coming back on the train back from uh, London when we went to see The Hateful Eight, someone was playing Game Boy. There was a guy playing a Game Boy. That I was kind of respect. And I, I thought, he oh, looks like he's having fucking loads of fun. He really yeah. doesn't like having loads of fun. No, so, I yeah, I, I, was, I, I, I did make me think... Oh, I, and it was like a proper Game Boy. It wasn't like he was playing a a, a Game Boy game on, on an app or anything like that. Yeah, it was yeah. a proper fucking Game Boy yeah. with the fucking screen thing. I thought, I really hope he's had that Game Boy since, like, 1992. Like 89-ish, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so that's yeah, that's that's it for trailers that, that, that I've watched. There's not been a, a great deal out, to be honest. No, quite. Okay, cool. Um, all right, let's move it along then. So... Uh, yeah, feature review this week is Paolo Sorrentino's Youth. Um, so, stars Michael Caine, Harvey Keitel, Rachel Weisz, uh, Paul Dano, and uh, Paloma Faith as Paloma Faith. Stop, I can tell them all. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, okay. So, basically, um, Michael Caine is an, a, like, a retired um, a compo- a composer and kind of conductor who is approached by an emissary of the Queen's to um, basically play um, at a concert for Prince Philip. Um, he, he made a, a series of songs uh, years before and uh, was made famous for them, and he basically says no. And uh, there's kind of mystery in the film as to why. Um, but he's also staying at this health spa slash hotel along with uh, Harvey Cartel, who plays a filmmaker friend of his, and Paul Dano, who plays an actor who kind of befriends him as well. And it's generally Kane having conversations with people while there's really, really nice imagery for about two hours. And Mark, what do you think of Youth? Um, it's it's a strange film. It is uh, Youth. It, it's for the most part, it's absolute nonsense and utter, complete, total fucking wankery of the absolute highest order. However, it. it it works, and its wonderment is it is thoroughly aware of the fact that it's it, it's pretentious and that it's wankery, mm-hmm. and it it not only revels in that, it actually takes the piss out of itself in that, and it's not done in a look at how wonderful we are. It's done in a look. These are some these are some really wonderful images. Are they wonderful? 
and then there'll be somebody explaining that essentially that that kind of thing is just bollocks, but but it works so well, and the whole thing flows round at a pace where it, it it's it's framed with all these different sort of music and these different kind of artistic things that that take you on kind of like a journey through all of these different bits, and it's a it's a film that that is essentially is about music but never actually focuses really on music it, it focuses on the whole emotion uh, of music and that's the car that's that's kind of running through it and you're living with these people who are all all have quite charmed existences and quite charmed lives but are desperate to kind of try and find faults in their in their lives but not in such a woeish me they seem to all be quite well aware of well these are my problems, and they're big in my world. But let's be honest, they're quite fucking small in the actual real world, because, hell, we're in this fucking amazing hell spa where everything is done for us, and all we do is sit around. Um, and it, it kind of works. And there's a there's a certain I mean, a part in the film, um, Paul Dano, very early in the film, uh, and Michael Caine have a conversation where... Eastern saying, you know, that, that where we have the same problem here, when I say to him, I'm slightly paraphrasing, in that our moments of levity is what we'll be remembered for mm, mm. instead of our moments, our better moments. And Michael Caine's response is, that's because our moments of levity might be our better moments. And, and it, it, it's that, it's that idea of they're all striving to be the artist, whereas there's an element of, well, it's the entertainment point of it that allows you to be an artist. You've got to be entertaining to be able to afford to be an artist. Yeah. And it's that that's what this film has. It has moments of fun levity within it that make you go, that's, that's, that's funny. It's, it, it's fun. It's not overbearing. It, it, that's why it works so yeah. wonderfully. Yeah, uh, I, I fucking loved it. Um, I, I really... I, before it, I had a 9% strong ale brewed by Trappist Belgian monks. <laughs> so after I had that, I was in a kind of a slightly woozy, dreamy state anyway. Mm. So this film was pretty much spot on for me. It It's kind of meandering. Yeah. And... Like you say, it, I mean, it just it kind of goes about its business. But I had a really good time just in the world of this film. And I mean, to be fair, Sorrentino did that with The Great Beauty as well. Where, yeah, which, which you really, really liked, didn't you? Yeah. Fucking, that, that film is amazing. Um, yeah. And the way that it's both talking about how kind of horrible the life is while also reveling in it. The Great Beauty does that as well. Mm. And I I like that. The, 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 like you say, the self-awareness that Sorrentino has, that like he's trying to make these points about, you know, these people are real people too with real emotions and things like that. But also, look at all these fucking parties. Look at this cool stuff. Look yeah. at these elegant, glamorous people. Mm. You know, I mean, like the first shot of the film where it's the, um, the, the singer um, singing um, You Got the Love. And um, which we, we started off really, which we, when that started, I thought, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking hell, this is gonna, this is gonna bug me. But then, but then, two minutes later, I okay, start sweating about the sweet rapper, and I was like, I'm gonna enjoy this. Yeah, yeah, no, quite, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that 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 shot is just super, super stylish. And yeah, it he, is. Yeah, absolutely. Sorrentino shoots 
the high life better than anyone living today, I think. Sorrentino shoots the high life like like you'd imagine Baz Luhrmann wishes he could if he took all of his ADD medication. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. That's it. But it also, it doesn't, with Luhrmann as well, there's always like an artifice to it. Um, he's always trying to show off, whereas Sorrentino's not. Sorrentino's trying to show off what he's fucking but, showing. But, I mean, even, yeah, no, absolutely. But also, I mean, like, with Lerman, it always feels soundstage Yeah. Uh, you know, whereas this, it feels like they just rocked up at this bar and took it over for a couple of months. <laughs> yeah. You know, and probably in the evenings had parties like the kind well, of the evenings you have in this. Yeah, I mean, I, I was sort of saying that the, you know, the Paloma Faith kind of weird cameo uh, that arrives. Yeah. I was saying to, to Bex, I, I guarantee you, the night she was on set for, I was on set for one fucking day, and they went, fuck it, we'll have you being this character. Yeah. And we'll have it being you. And she's gone, yeah, fine, fuck it. Um, and then she'll have played a gig for the cast and crew and everybody yeah, yeah, that yeah. night, and they'll have a party. That'll have been it. It, it. it does seem like that kind of thing, like it was a blast to fucking film. I mean, the Paloma Faye thing, I think it says something for Sorrentino that she agreed to basically play oh a God. mistress. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 you know, and like playing herself as a mistress, uh, you know, and, and, and just kind of going with it. And no, she's not in it much or anything, but she destroys Rachel Weiss's marriage. Yeah. And, and yet, yet she's still happy to actually put her own name to it. Cause I was going, that's, that's, Paloma Faith, because um, dotted, um, like, yeah, and then she actually says, "I my name, uh, I'm Paloma Faith." Uh, yeah, yeah, Paloma like, Faith. I, I, that, that was okay. it. Exactly. She came on screen. I was like, "That's Paloma Faith." Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when she came up with, "Oh, I'm, I'm a singer," I thought, "Oh, that's a little bit." Oh, I'm Paloma Faith. I'm, I, 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 I'm Paloma Faith. Like, oh, fair enough then. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Right. That's a, it's and, just... and actually, the weird thing is. Uh, uh, a friend of mine um, is a um, technician, uh, a roadie. Mm. Fucking, if, I, if he fucking hears that, he'll fucking stomp me for that. He's not a roadie, he's a, uh, a musical technician. He worked with Plum Faith for a few months uh, and said that she has a very, very good sense of humour about herself, <laughs> about how ridiculous she is. She's not taking any of it seriously, apparently. Oh, good on her. But I mean, I mean, she loves I, a fucking drink. Nice. Uh, no, I mean, she's, she's not in it much. She's fine for what she's doing yeah I mean she has like three lines and she's in a kind of a music video dream sequence thing (laughs) yeah the the thing is I like um, there's this uh, podcast I listen to the Road Free Cinecast and they they term films as some films hanging out movies and yeah this is totally a hanging out movie and absolutely you know it it goes a bit darker towards the end um, but Michael Caine and Harvey, Harvey Keitel walk like hiking up a mountain, or Michael Caine and Paul Dano just walking along a path, just chatting. Shop, yeah. I could watch that in combination with really well shot party scenes and and hot Miss Universes having baths. Like I could I could watch that shit for hours. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the weird thing is, it's just over two hours, I think, this movie, isn't it? Um, And there's bits I think you could quite easily lose and it not not have a fucking influence on the film. 
but like you say, I could have also taken a lot more of of other bits uh, within it. Um, but yeah, there's the stuff like like I've just sat around, um, you know, when they're having bets on whether those people will talk to each other. They're, they're great little moments within yeah. it, and like the, the walking and you know how much did you piss today uh, is great. Or in watching the let's be honest, Maradona character yeah. uh, in, in absolute awe every time he moves. Yeah, is uh, it, great. It makes you wonder: did they, were they were they were they going to try and cast Maradona in it, but then realised actually he's a bit mental he yeah. might do something crazy yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. or he's probably not allowed in Switzerland for some reason because he fucking probably owes him shit loads of money yeah. but I think um, Palos Santino's from Naples isn't he I haven't got a clue mate I, I, sure I like the guy but I don't like his films but I don't know anything about them yeah I, 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 I'm sure he's from Naples so um, and he's in like his mid 40s so Maradona will be a fucking hero for that guy mm. no yeah I, that, I no absolutely I it it's just, it's interesting. It's like, there's barely any conflict in the film. Yes, it was point. It, it is from Naples. I haven't just completely fucking fabricated that from no. nowhere. <laughs> but, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah cool. Uh, I, I mean, there's barely any conflict in the film. I mean, the most testy it gets is is Rachel Weisz, like, chewing out Michael Caine in that one scene. And it's like, that's done. And then it's kind of done. You know, I, I, I wasn't a fan of that scene, to be honest. I I liked it. Like it's just like the fact it was one shot on her, and she really, really looked like she meant it all. She, she really looked like she meant it all. But in that, I didn't believe for a second that they were even in the same room together. It, 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 it felt like they, it felt like it just it, it felt like they were in two completely fucking separate rooms oh, that had been done at two completely separate times. It just felt a little bit out of sync with the rest of the movie, to be honest. No, it, works, it works. It works. It works because it came back into the movie. But at the time, I was just going, "This just I mean, all this all just seems like spoiled brat problems." Well, I, well, I think well, I, I didn't get that myself. But I mean, the payoff of it, where she's kind of crying when Michael Caine's talking to the emissary. And, like, the whole kind of shit, he really did care about yeah. my mother. You know, I, I, thought, that was, I thought that was great. And, um, I, I, I mean, also, I think the, you know, it actually gets into the realm of film versus TV a little bit as well. And yeah. What Sorrentino's got to say about that, I think, is quite interesting because it basically ends with the film director arguing that TV is shit, killing himself. <laughs> you... Yeah, which felt a little bit like... It, it, it did feel like a lot. Like there was a few times where something was kind of getting some, you know, personal shit out there and was saying, "Look, this is what I feel about this." So your kind of reaction to that could be based on whether or not you you agree with that that outcome, I suppose, a little bit. Um, but it's interesting the fact that that you know you've got somebody who's putting it in his films there, you know, and it, a, a filmmaker who is as interesting as uh, Sorrentino. No, absolutely, man. And, and Jane Fonda is really, really good in that scene as well. Um, yeah. I also, I mean, like Harvey Keitel's death. I lo- that scene was brilliant. I love that scene. Like, it just, I, I, yeah, the way the he fact- does it, and the way that Kane is basically like, it's almost like he's magnetized to the chair. Yeah, like, like he's in this kind of. He seems to be this trance of. Why didn't I stop that? But also, at the same time, thinking I couldn't stop that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. also, it, it, it was, it, it, like you say, he seemed to be just paralysed by shit that just happened. Mm, mm. And I can't think of a reason why, you know, and it, it's almost, he it almost seems to have a bit of, 
admiration for him for doing it almost. No, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's it, it, it's wonderfully done at the fact that we don't we, you don't actually see him. And we're our all spurs all the time. You don't see him jump. You know he's jumped, but you don't see him jump. And you don't see any aftermath of it. You just know that it's happened. Well, and I mean, that is what it, made it wonderful. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what made it wonderful. You see, you see him climbing up on the thing, and then you go, "Shit, he's gonna!" And then you hear he's like, "Oh," and then that's it. Mm. it, it, it yeah, it, wonderfully done. Yeah, absolutely. I want to talk about the Marx films looking going up in my estimation, yeah, okay. and it was already pretty high. Yeah, man, I, it just. The thing is, if I watched it fully sober, I don't know whether it would have had the same effect on me. But and you, you, you like on the outside, you go to this film thinking, right, okay, you know, it's like an, a, a, like an Italian art house director making a film with Michael Caine and Harvey Keitel. I'm gonna have to like pay attention and be like rock solid on it. Yeah, I, I, it was just no. Nah, I was happy just to be a bit woozy and just watch them talk yeah. and. That was kind of my, my thing behind it was I was I was looking forward to it because I, I you know I, I didn't like the great view as much as with you but I, I I certainly liked it uh, and I very much liked um, this must be the place um, but I was sort of the reason why I was a little bit apprehensive about it was I was going you know what I had a really fucking I've had a really heavy week at work a really heavy week next week do I really watch it at two hours ten minutes. Ooh. Uh, sort of movie that I know is going to be good, but is it going to be hard work to fucking get through? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it the within, within five minutes? Yeah, within five minutes, I was actually no. This is this is quite floaty and nice, and it, there's it, 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 there's a lot of fun within it, and it works really well. Paul Dano is fantastic uh, in, in this movie. He, he seems to. He seems to be. I mean, he picks his, his roles quite quite well, and yeah. you know, he, he very much he doesn't throw himself at a lot. He, he tends to stand back and right, I'll do this, and it worked really well. You know, the the whole I'm building this character, I'm building this character, and then he fucking comes out in the Hitler thing. Oh like, my god! That oh, fucking scene made me laugh. And then, he, he, and, and then all of a sudden, and then, he, and then he's sat there going, "Yeah, I can't do this. I don't want to do it." And it's like, oh, brilliant! It, it's it's. He, I, he really is a great actor, I think. To be honest, yeah. I think. But I mean, that like the moment where he's talking to Harvey Cartel and saying, "Like, I don't want to, I don't want to do tragedy. I want to do like, oh God, what is it he says? Like passion or um, desire, 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 yeah." yeah. Like, like, you know, and, and don't that, before I want to design, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's lovely. I mean, I think it's the only scene that Kaito and Dano actually have together as well, and it's um, or at least alone together, and it's a lovely scene. Um, it's I mean, very well play, played out, and just the fact that again, Dano's not playing young, just wants to kind of shit all over everybody. Oh, you're old as fuck, piss off. Like, no, he's articulate and thoughtful, and the one time that he is nasty to someone. He gets really chewed out for it. Yeah, and the good thing is, is, is he turns round, uh, gets kind of chewed out for it for, for being a little bit snipey about something. Mm. And then when she walks up, he kind of turns round and he almost goes, essentially for all I say, they they kind of joking, they kind of say it with him in a roundabout way. He kind of deserved that a little bit, and yeah. he goes, "Yeah, I fucking did, didn't I?" Yeah, yeah. Is what essentially it does, but it's done in such a lovely way that you don't think he's a dick. It's just. He's got to that reaction place where he's like that, and then when the kid comes up to him, 
and his, his reaction to that's great. Uh, you're like Mr. Q then, and she's like, no, that other movie. It's like no one saw no that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a great reaction. It's it's. Um, and then he, you know, she explains it, and then just fucking walks off, and he's like, <laughs> "That's yeah. it." It, 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 you know, it, it kind of it, it adds kind of a, a moment of meaning. It's that it, again, it, it, it takes you back. It's those little moments of levity that, that make everything, and it's like that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, it's I, I, I mean, it's 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 most definitely a definitely not shit. I, oh, definitely not shit. Yeah. I really, really, really wish I'd watched it before top ten at the end of the year stuff because I think it would have been in there for me. And um, yeah, I think it would have been there for me to be honest. Yeah, and I'm kind of annoyed that it's going to be like January 2017 where like oh it, it may well crop up in the list and it's like. Youth, yeah, it was like a year ago, but yeah, youth, you know. But to be honest, I, I, I mean, I watched like I watched The Walk, and I could have watched Youth. But the, the, it, it, but there is the reason why you watched The Walk instead because you were looking at it going The Walk. It's Joseph Gordon-Levitt putting on a French accent, and it, it, it's a little bit of a it, they've, they've framed it as kind of like an action adventure film uh, rather than, rather than Youth, where it's Look, this is going to be really nice, but it, it could be quite fucking if, hard going. If, um, if we weren't, yes, if we weren't reviewing it, it would have been a while before I got to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I was when you said I'd join you. Thought, oh, actually, yeah, I really would because I really want to watch it, but I know what will happen. I won't watch it. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll keep on watching something else, and then I'll, I'll, I'll eventually get to it one day. And if I would have done, I'd been kicking myself, going, "Fuck, why not watch this earlier?" Yeah, 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 yeah. It is one that um, I will definitely revisit towards the end of the year, um, just to refresh myself with um, for for the end of year list um, for next year. Uh, just because two reasons: one to refresh myself, and two because I, I'll actually be thoroughly ready to, to rewatch it again. To yeah, be honest, no, yeah, same. I'm, I'm I'm already looking forward to rewatching it, and I'll be drunk when I do it. <laughs> Why not? Uh, definitely not shit. It's really yeah, really worth shit. your time. Absolutely, yeah, it is. Um, okay, so if we, well, shall we sojourn into some what we watched? Why not? Yeah, yeah, cool. Do you want to uh, I, I can do, yeah. Um, I um, I rewatched this something about Mary um, oh, this okay. week. Now I saw this once before. I saw it in the cinema um, when it first came out. So we're talking ninety-eight. So nearly fucking shit, nearly twenty years ago. Right? Yeah. Yeah, what, 18 years ago? Um, so I saw it then and I hated it, to be honest. Couldn't stand it. Um, and then somebody was talking about it the other day and I thought, do you know what? I, I should give it another go because maybe I was in a funny mood or something. Um, and I thought, right, I'm going to crack on and I'm going to give it a, another go and see, you know, if now fucking 20 years later, which I didn't think it was that pretty long ago, uh, it, it's, it's kind of changed. Um, and within fucking ten minutes uh, of, of the film, I was very much going, yeah, all right. I was completely fucking wrong about this. This is hilarious. Um, the fucking Keith David um, as the stepdad um, chewing him out, the the ball scene, uh, the whole fucking thing. Um, it starts out uh, like a lot of uh, Barney Brothers movies. Uh, it, it starts out absolutely just going bang. Here you go. We'll get you laughing to start off with. Uh, 
and then then we'll take it down and we'll, we'll take you into some story and we'll pepper laugh through and then we'll go for a big fucking laughter end at the at the end. Uh, and it, it's Cameron Diaz at her kind of peak endearingness, I suppose. Um, where I mean, it's interesting the fact that um, bless you, uh, where she's you know she's top billing. And she should be, because it's the film's called There's Something About Mary. It's not called There's Something About Ben Stiller's character. Mm. Um, but it, 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 it's it, it's great the fact that, that at the time, you know, Cameron Diaz you know, was was seen to be, you, you can fucking lead this movie. And it wasn't like a, I mean, what they'd done before this, they'd done Kingpin, hadn't they? And it had bombed, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so they didn't think, I think they already got uh, There's Something About Mary they only got the funding for it because they had Cameron Diaz um, on board. Uh, and that's that's why they allowed them to, to fucking do it. Um, and Matt Dillon did it because he was dating Cameron Diaz at the time. Ben Stiller wasn't the star that he is now. And it was kind of one of those where they, they picked people up along the way, really. Yeah. Um, and so I was reading the thing about it with it where they said, we essentially we threw everything at it. And we threw as much as we could, and we wanted to make it a really dark comedy because we thought this is going to be the last film we'll make. We won't make another film after this, yeah. Um, because we don't want they won't let us because this, this film will make no fucking money. And then it ended up being like one of the runaway hits of the year, um, and you, you can absolutely see why it is. It still stands up as, as genuinely funny. The first kind of fifteen minutes are, are just pure fucking gold. It does start to, as the story kicks in, it does start to peter off a little bit, and it starts being as funny. But those first ten fifteen minutes are just fucking gold. Nice. I have not watched that film, and I don't know how long. Yeah, it's it. I say it. Um, it's one that. That I've kind of gone. Well, do you know what? Shit, I wish I'd given it another go like ten years ago because I could have got like a watch every three or four years out of it. Because uh, I still, you know, I occasionally watch Kingpin and um, uh, sort of the other sort of Dumb and Dumber, the early Farley Brothers movies. You know, they've gone to shit now. Let's be honest, because Dumb and Dumber Two was frankly awful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed that era of, of, of Farley Brothers. I think their comedies kind of petered out and kind of gone away now. Uh, but at that point, you know, they were they were churning out some some decent stuff, really. Uh, rewatched the Running Man, uh, which I bought. I you think. bought it on iTunes, didn't you? Yeah, yes, right, seven yeah. ninety nine. It's the it's the it's the most expensive thing I've bought on iTunes so far. Nice. Uh, but yeah, my iTunes uh, films are up to 27 now, Ian. You should be very proud. I've got their own little genre thing at the side now as well. Yeah, you're getting there. Uh, I am getting, getting there. It's great. I like it. I'm, I'm actually, I'm genuinely enjoying it. I've already, I've already this year, and it's January, I've bought more iTunes movies than I bought Blu-rays last year. Yeah, you did. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm now, I'm, I'm now, that's it. I'm done. Not buying Blu-rays anymore. I'll just stick to the iTunes because it's nice. Um, so yeah, I bought Running Man because, uh, We'd had a really long day at work, and we we're like, right, we want something that just fucking floats over. And we have this thing we call um, constant rotation, where it's films that me and Becky will watch maybe a couple of times a year just to have on to kind of just have something to what is it uh, to watch. And Running Man's one of them. Um, but the, the Blu-ray of Running Man's a piece of shit. So I've never bought it, uh, and all my DVDs are all packed away. And so I thought, fuck it, seven ninety nine. I'll get seven ninety nine's worth of usage out of it over the years. It's still a great film. The, the, the HD copy on iTunes isn't the same copy as the um, Blu-ray copy. Uh, no, it's not. It's it, it's a it's a good copy because the Blu-ray copy looks like a scaled up DVD. Yeah. Uh, but the the HD copy on on iTunes looks fantastic. Um, oh, interesting. 
Yeah, it looks really good. Um, I know that because I watched the Blu-ray copy uh, only about six, seven months ago, and was was honestly was sat watching it going, "My DVD looks fucking better than this." Yeah, yeah. And he he did. It looks awful. Um, but yeah, the, the HD copy on what is it? So if there is anybody out there who's looking for a decent HD copy of of the Running Man, if there is another seven people in the world who like that movie, uh, then uh, yeah, it, it does look great. It's it, it's fun. It's it's Arnold Schwarzenegger just throwing out ridiculous fucking witty retorts. Some of them even make sense. Yeah, yeah. this is your sub zero now. Just playing zero. Don't even make sense. Don't even make sense, but still laugh. Uh, so yeah, there was there was I watched that. Um, I'll run through a few of the ones because I think I've talked about some of these before. Uh, I rewatched uh, 10 Things I Hate About You because uh, Becky loves that movie. Uh, yeah, so, she, so she wanted to rewatch it. Uh, I still think that the um, it, that one of the great kind of um, enduring images um, for, for me, not just of that movie, but I think that, that sums up uh, an actor uh, in Heath Ledger is when he's uh, singing on the bleachers and he's running up and down uh, away from the uh, security people. It, it's when people get kind of like sad about the the, the death of, of of arts and things like that. And I got a little bit fucking weird about the Heath Ledger one because you know he's somebody who's quite similar to our age, yeah. uh, and it was so out of the blue. Um, you know, when people sort of say it's sad watching him as the Joker and like that, I don't get that with that because he's the, he's the Joker, it's not Heath Ledger. Whereas that, that's the moment where I kind of go, fucking hell, I wish we'd have got 30, 40 more years of, of, of this guy uh, yeah. as an actor because it's not just from this role because, you know, he, he's perfectly funny in it and everything like that. But you look at it and you go, right, well, he did this and he did this and he did this and he did this and can you imagine what the fuck you've done after, you know? You know, after with like the, I suppose the uh, the gays that uh, um, you know the Oscar and because uh, he's still got the Oscar anyway, I think. For, yeah. for, okay, uh, the gays that he'd got off that uh, and that kind of somebody who already had a very uh, balanced view of where they wanted their career t- to go, and I think you know I remember that, um, Jake Gyllenhaal sort of remarking, you know, that after Heath Ledger died, it made him completely reassess the way that he looked at acting and decided, you know what. I've already got money. I don't need. To, I don't need to do anything for money anymore because I've already got it. I, I, I want to just do things that that interest me and that that that, that kind of stimulate that that nerve. Um, so yeah, it's it, it's a really fun film. It's also really strange because it's it was released the same year as American Pie, and they both have the same intro song, um, which I can't remember the name of now. Um, but well, that it, this. Uh... This bed is on fire with passion and love. No, it's the same credit song, opening credit song. Uh, going, actually, going weirdly enough, going back to youth, uh, very briefly, mm. um, the title card for youth comes up like 15 minutes in the movie. Yeah, I fucking know I where, which I, I love. <laughs> yeah, it just comes up. You watch it and you're thinking, well, it's, you know, they go, what? what? You just title credit? Brilliant. But yeah, that's the thing I get to use. It's a, it's, a, it's a joy of a film to watch. Um, I also watched, uh, we watched The Sandlot, um, which is a movie that, I, for some reason, I was sat um, the other day, Monday, I was supposed to have Monday off at work, but I ended up having to go, go in, um, and then I was doing some work from home on Tuesday, and I just had this urge where I went, I really fancy watching The Sandlot. Uh, and it's a strange book, because you call The Sandlot Kids in the UK. Um, and I remember watching this at the cinema, um, and it, it was one of those um, summer movies, I don't know whether... I don't know whether you did it when you were there, probably probably not, where View used to have a thing where every morning um, they had a kids' film on. 
Oh, during the summer holidays, like Monday, Friday, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, good, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it always used to be, you know, it'd either be something that had been released, like fucking the December before, or, mm. or it'd be a really old film, or uh, something like that, or it'd be a film that, that didn't fucking make a marquee. So I mean, I saw things like Sandlot um, Kids and Rookie of the Year and Three Ninjas and shit like that there, but it also saw stuff like. Um, E.T. on it um, and uh, Duel weirdly enough played one yeah so there was you know, batteries not included and Ghostbusters and shit like that used to play occasionally as well so you know you, 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 you'd get these movies now that, that I'd go and fucking see now at the cinema if they were on yeah. and it made me kind of remember that um, and I you know I, I, I don't know have you ever seen The Sandlot no, 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 I can't say it's, that. It's, no. a, it's a fun kid's movie. It's actually um, story it's set in, like, the um, early 60s, uh, and a kid uh, called Scotty Smalls moves to a new town, like, two weeks before the um, summer. So he's got no time to make any friends. Um, but he sees these kids constantly going to this, this sandlot, which is actually like a little bowling diamond, uh, bowling diamond, baseball diamond, uh, that's just sort of in the neighbourhood. Uh, and he... he he kind of just goes and sort of stands and hopes to make friends, ends up making friends with them, uh, despite the fact that he's a little bit, he's a little bit geeky, is the best way. They're not, they're not the height of cool, but they're, they're all like quite, quite a tight knit group, but one of them, uh, Benny happens to be a shit up baseball player, and the rest of them are just decent. And it kind of builds from there that he, that he builds in the gang and stuff like that, and, they lose a baseball over the um, fence, and they can't get this baseball because the baseball, the the, um, the house there has a dog called the Beast, which, which has been trained to kill kids and all this shit. So they have to try and get the baseball back, and that's the whole kind of story. So it's relatively throwaway kid shit, but it's really it's a really entertaining movie and everything like that. And it kind of made me think that the the weird thing is, I used to cycle every morning. It's not close to view to us. It's a good. It's a good sort of 10, 15 minute car journey. And I used to cycle every morning in the summer holidays to, to go and watch one of these films, to pay two pounds to go and watch one of these films. Mm. And that was, that was what you did. That was how you, you know, how you watched films because you only had a handful at home. And it's just fucking weird in the fact that I'll be sat there in, in, you know, in holidays with Isabel and she'll be wanting to watch something. I'll be like, what are you going to watch? She's like, oh, I can't find anything to watch. It's like, oh, sorry, you can't find anything to watch in that, Fucking unlimited library of films. Yeah. yeah. Fuck you. Uh, so it's that, that. That's kind of what it reminded me of was was the the ridiculousness of going to the cinema. And the weird thing is, I didn't have a bike lock, so I used to just leave my bike outside. Oh, the cinema, which yeah, which which you fucking couldn't do now. No, no, no. But you're talking about like in the you know why you're talking early nineties. So yeah, I used to just leave my bike just sort of propped up at the side and never got nicked. Um, which is really fucking bizarre. But I remember being like the only kid in a lot of these, seeing a lot of these films. Um, so yeah, it's fucking strange. Um, that yeah. Um, I did want to watch was I watched uh, the room or room. Room. It's just room, isn't it? Yeah, just room. It's just room. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just room. Yeah. Um, good, but not great. It, it, it's my assessment yeah, of it. I mean, you're wrong, but yeah. I'm not wrong. I'm completely right. It's good. It's not great. It, 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 don't be wrong. It, it, it's not. I'm not saying it's a bad film. Uh, but then again, I have to caveat it. Remember, I can't stand the sound of children talking, crying, laughing, screaming, or anything. It 
fucking nails down a chalkboard. A lot of this is a child screaming, crying, talking, and fucking shit like that. The uh, kids are brilliant. A shitload of it, yes. Uh, yeah, it is. The kid's brilliant in it. He's it, 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 really good. Um, there's a lot more than I expected. It's, it's a lot more his story um, than, than it is uh, her story. In the second uh, half, particularly. Yeah, yeah um, so yeah, there's more than that, that, that I expected. Um, I, I, just, I just had certain issues with it, the, the bits that just didn't, didn't sort of work for me. I was very glad they got out of the room when they got out of the room because I was starting to... It, that was starting to make me go... I can't put another 10, 15 minutes in this. Um, but yeah, once they get out of the room, it, it, it gets, it, 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 they got out of the room at the right time for me. Um, like I say, it, it's a 7 out of 10 for me. I thought it was good. I just didn't think it was great. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, so go on then, throw some of, some of what you've been watching at us now. Um, yeah, I've only got two this week. Um, two? Yeah, man, it's like my lowest in ages. I, Got caught in a bit of a gaming cycle again, which oh, I've, I've now broken myself out of. But uh, you I was playing Arkham Knight. I just thought about that, and I was just like, I played it for like two nights, and then just thought, why, why am I doing this? I know what the ending is. <laughs> I can't be asked to do all this bloody predator mode bollocks again. Oh. There's someone there, yeah, I'm just going to go down and grab it. Oh, I can't be asked. Oh, I'm in the Batmobile again. Oh, great. No, I can't be asked. So, yeah, so I kicked myself out of that. But two <laughs> things. Um, so I uh, I rewatched Mad Max Fury Road. Um, yeah. Because why the fuck not? Um, yeah. it, that film genuinely gets better every time for me. Um, I watched it on my MacBook, which sounds like not the best way of watching it, but... With the ear, with my earphones in and stuff, I could actually, for the first time, absolutely understand what Tom Hardy was saying. Like <laughs> I, I never could before, but with earphones in, I could actually manage it. So that was something. And I was reading uh, an IndieWire article. I think it was IndieWire anyway. Um, earlier in the week about the uh, the films up for the cinematography Oscar, and they were saying that um, the director John Seal, um, he, uh, the cinematographer even he. He was told by Miller to like keep the action in the middle of the frame, like yeah. at all times, so that it's easy to follow. And thinking back on it, yeah, that's actually yeah. pretty spot on. Like everything important in the action happens in the center, center left, or center right. You don't get much happening in the peripheries, even though you've got the wide screen. Like for the, the the vistas and whatnot, the actual action is generally happening in there, and it's ba- he's basically saying so it stays coherent. So when you got this fast editing and it stays coherent, it's like yeah, do you know what? Fair enough. You got Michael Bay cutting every four seconds to the left and then to the right and then to the top. That that, that, and... that ridiculous idea that that, that that was put across there with all the shaky cam and the fucking quick editing of oh well it, it makes you get the uh, it makes you feel like you're more there. It's like, no, it don't. It don't. Do you know why? Do you know why? Because I'm not. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm either sat in a cinema or I'm sat in my living room and I'm very well aware that I'm sat in my cinema or in my living room. I might be fucking engaged in the film yeah. but, but at no point I've ever watched a film and gone oh I feel feel like these hits are hitting me. No, I don't. I feel like I'm, feel like I'm in the moment, yeah. but I, it, it just, ah, sometimes. 
Yeah, so, no, 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 exactly. So, yeah, I just, I really enjoyed it. The, the score as well, I think, is one of the unheralded scores of the year. Um, the Junkie XL does a really great job with both, like, the bombastic stuff, but also the kind of the, the sweep, like, the end, where yeah. it, it's, like, a lot of, like, percussion, and it, it's quite grandiose. It's awesome. <laughs> It, 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 it's, a, it's a great kind of build-up. It, it's, a, it's a proper fucking yeah moment. Mm. Yeah, no, exactly. I, it's a really, really, really well done. I'm, I know it's going to be years before Miller makes another one, assuming he, like, frankly, kind of is able to work that long. Um, but I just I want to see more, you know. Well, in the talk, I'm starting to shoot the the, the, the second one in 2017. Well, he's he's already said, like, because he was misquoted a couple of weeks yeah. back saying, I'm never going to make another one again. And it was like, it's not going to be his next thing. He wants to do something smaller and then kind of build himself back up to it. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was a, a, it wasn't a Trump production, but it, it was, it, it, it took time from we're making Mad Max 4 or we're rebooting Mad Max I look at some putting it from from there to actually the film fucking being released and existed. You know, there was a lot of kind of like it, it took a few years to get to that point. Well, they, they were close to doing it with Gibson um, in the mm. early noughties, and then something happened. I can't. It, I think it was something to do with the but like the the some of the financing collapsed, mm. um, so they were unable to do it. And obviously, Mel Gibson became Mel Gibson Mad. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that yeah. So that kind of went away, but it's interesting as well. I um I, I said on our WhatsApp thing the other day, but my cashing out for my bet for best director for George Miller it continues to go up. On Friday, I I, I put in three quid, and I'm now being offered five pound forty to cash out. Is that plus? Is that plus your, your three quid as well? No, is that no, no. Include, that's like inclusive three, three quid plus two forty. So ah, I'm the three quid add all back on that motherfucker. No, I'm going to, but it's just the fact that they're offering me almost double to cash out before it's even announced. You know, I love how the odds are shortening on him. So that well, motherfucker's well. got legs. When you first said it, I thought I can't see that, and then the more I think about it, I think, do you know what? Actually, I think he's right on that one. I'm I think you're be right. Stunned if he doesn't win it. The thing is, as much as I like, say, Spotlight, I would be annoyed if Spotlight won it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Road. Spotlight, Spotlight's, you know, Spotlight's a great movie, um, but its story is a great movie. It, that's that's the greatness of it. It's not, you know, yeah, it's yeah, not badly directed. The performances of it and, and the it, it, writing it's, are great, you know. Yeah, but, the, but the directing is... Fine. Is fine. Fine. Whereas... The star of Mad Max isn't Hardy, isn't Charlie's the Ron or anything like that. It's Miller's boom. There you yeah. fucking go. Yeah. This is a movie I've wanted to make for 30 years. And finally, I'm fucking making it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and by the way, it's not because we can do everything in CG. It's because finally we can actually do it all in practical and we've got the technical capabilities to do it because we've got this type of camera where I can go like that and the camera stays there. <laughs> Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it, it's just, it's so fucking impressive. It's like, it's so impressive, that film. And it, it just, 
I don't know. It, it blows my mind. The insane thing is, at the start of the year, right, we all knew Mad Max was happening. Uh, the trailer broke for it when we were recording. We actually stopped to watch the trailer, didn't we? Uh, but we all knew it was happening. But we hadn't seen anything about it. If you just said to all, you know, to, to, to us, Mad Max will be in your top tens at the end of the year, we'd have been like, that'd be really fucking good. But we'd have been a little bit, maybe, but doubtful. If you just said to us, not only that, it will get nominated for Academy Awards that aren't just the technical yeah. awards. I'd have gone, fuck off. But uh, it did. The, the last film awesome. in this franchise was Beyond Thunderdome, and now this yeah. is getting nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. <laughs> and it, not only is it getting nominated for Best Picture, let's be honest, it's not going to win. But let's be honest, if it did win, you wouldn't go, oh, that's a bit crash, isn't it? Mm. You'd go, fuck it, yeah, why not? Yeah, you know, it, it's it's the one year where it kind of feels like every single fucking award is going to be tainted by hashtag Oscars so white. Well, you see, I, I, I've got I've got a thing with that. I'm ignoring it. Um, much in the same way as as I as, as I don't actually care who wins an Academy Award because they're meaningless. Um, in the long grand fucking scheme of things, and the same thing I say every year: whatever wins Best Picture, that doesn't mean that that is. The, the best film of the year. It doesn't mean that we have to go, ah, oh, well, for instance, you, you, you don't have to go, ah, oh, well, fucking hell, Spotlight won best film of the year, but I thought Mad Max was, but shit, it's Spotlight, damn. You don't have to do that, so I'm just ignoring it. It's behind me there, and I'm going to enjoy watching the Oscars with yourself, um, and, and that's it. I, I'm just not going to care. It's uh, not that I don't care about the diversity thing or anything like that. It, it, it's just, don't tackle it by doing it that way. It, it, it's, you're, you're fucking up your own fucking point, to be honest. There's, there's better ways you can do it. The discussion has been had and will continue. There are things being put in place which will probably see the films be nominated in the future. I mean, frankly, it seems like this Birth of a Nation film at Sundance, that thing is already... The narrative is going to be with that next year. Like, it's it's like that film is going to win Best Picture next year. I, like, I'd happily put a fiver down now for that. Yeah, it just it is like next year, like the the academy are going to be falling over themselves, no matter what the quality of that film is. And I've you know the reviews are very, very good, yeah. but I have I have heard some people have some detra- have some criticisms of it. It already you feels like that. Sorry, I don't feel allowed to say it. <laughs> yeah, no, well, quite. That kind of is what it feels like. You know, the director got a standing ovation before the film even started at Sundance last week. Um, it, it, you know, it's it's stuff like that, and it's sometimes lost credibility when fucking Paris Hilton started going. Let's be well, honest. I, I don't know. I mean, it's just it's it. I don't know. We're not going to get into this again, but it's just the it's <laughs> the it's the feedback loop of look how terrible we are. We must we must celebrate anything that has anything to do with diversity. Oh, look, this film. You know, oh, it's a very good film. Oh, no, it's the most important film of its generation. No, it's the most important film for Hollywood. Yeah. But maybe not necessarily for anybody else. And let me tell you, let me tell you, no film is the most important film of its fucking generation. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. No film has ever been the most important film of its fucking generation because there's loads of films that are important to people released all of the time. Yeah, yeah, let's say I'm I'm just going to ignore it. 
I mean, I, I, but I will say I'm very interested in that, in that film. I mean, it looks, it the looks look great, of yeah. it is awesome. And I, you know, the fact that this Nat, Nat Parker, uh, Nate Parker guy wrote, that produced, directed it, stars in it, gave up acting for two years while trying to get it made. I mean, good on him. Um, exactly. You can't, you can't, you can't knock that kind of fucking passion uh, for it. Uh, absolutely. It's, you know, that's what you. That's that's what you do. You, you, know, you give up shit for, for what you want to do. Really. Apparently, yeah. Even though apparently the last half hour or so gets into some god fearing type stuff, which has me. Uh, so, so yeah, yeah. We'll, you know, we'll see. We'll see. It's obviously it's a film that's very much caught the moment. Obviously, he didn't make it to capitalize on anything. You know, it's yeah, it, it's it's coincidence. Mm. Um, and I, I mean, good on him for riding this wave. I mean, it was the largest buy at Sundance ever, $17.5 million. And good for him as well. I mean, like, Netflix offered $20 million, but he said, he went with Fox Searchlight because he was like, no, I want this to be on a big screen. I still believe in the theatrical experience. And it's like, fair fucking Fair play. But, you know, let's be honest, the, the, the Hoover ad that's going on now added $5 million to that. But oh no, t- totally. I mean, and it, the thing is, it'll make it'll make the money back because it's going to be. It's already it's it's the must see Oscar season twenty seventeen film. Yeah. That's kind of in Oscar season. It's, that that was in Oscar season twenty sixteen. You know, it's, hey, fuck it. it, it you know, it, it, it's it, it looks like a very good independent movie. It so does. If, if people if if that's the reason people got to see it, but it, it ends up being a, a success. When it might not have been, you know, no matter what fucking reason it is, then then I'm all for that. That's it, it's good fucking news. My my worry is that just as people seem to be very criticising of people who say Creed didn't deserve to be in Best Picture, I'm worried that those people are going to be equally criticising people who are saying Birth, the Birth of a Nation didn't deserve to be in Best Picture when it was in Best Picture. That, yeah, that, that reverse backlash. Yeah, yeah, it's like I, I, you know, I'm already anticipating fucking saying that just because the fact that apparently it's got some heavily Christian overtones already puts my mm. back up. Nothing yeah, to but, do with anything else. It's that that already yeah. has me concerned. So. I'll, 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 I'll review it as, as 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 whatever the fuck I think of it, and I'll yeah. I'll sit back and watch everyone else pull the fucking dicks off and throw them at each other in anger uh, well, yeah, and, yeah. and laugh. <laughs> frankly. So let's see this time next year, I suppose, because we're not we're not going to be fucking seeing it for a year yet. So yeah, uh, but yeah, um, my my last thing to talk about is uh, the Ipcress file. Um, ah, yeah, you rewatched this, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, actually, first time watch. Was it first um, time watch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's on movie, which uh, I'm continuing to love. Um, it's How the movie out of curiosity. Four ninety nine a month. Four ninety nine a month, or or like thirty five for the year. Um, yeah. I'm kind of I'm already thinking I might just drop the 35 for the year and just do it um, yeah, I've watched four films on it in the last three weeks so, so you know, let's, but let's say if you watch one film a fucking month yeah you know like, watch that three quid that, I mean like it's that, I mean I don't mean to be an advertisement for movie but they kind of deserve it um, you can download stuff and watch it offline, uh, you know, like lo- low quality DVD quality or HD quality. Uh, and then you can use, app- you can- it's on Apple TV. They've got an Apple TV app on yeah, Apple do. TV. Um, you know, it, um, they've got, they've got like a whole community on there and you, you can like write and read reviews and stuff. I mean, it's, 
it's really good. They, they're, they're interesting. They do like uh, they do like seasons. Like they last weekend, they did a John Luke Goddard um, season and uh, like three films. And uh, this weekend, they've done three Michael Caine films. Um, uh, you know, so it's like they do these little things, but then like just odd little things every now and then as well. Um, so I've got a bunch of Goddard to watch, which I've, I've barely stepped into that. So we'll see. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I've stepped into it and thought you ran away from it really quickly. No, fair um, enough. I'm looking it, forward it, to it giving it a go, though. I, yeah. I, you know, but other people fucking adore him. Uh, and I just... Uh, it's, not, it's not me, but yeah. it, it's, it's cool the fact that you've got someone out there that, that, that can give you that without having to go look for it um, by other means, wasn't it? No, 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 exactly. I mean, the, the, the thing is, well, with the impress file, it was interesting because I've been, I've been almost watching this on Netflix for the longest time. But Netflix have a version that's in an incorrect aspect ratio. They've got it like, uh, not pan and scanned, but it certainly looks like kind of 1.78 to 1 widescreen. Was that the shitty, when Granada had the rights to it for a while? They still do. Well, it's ITV Studios, yeah. ITV Studios, yeah. Did they they, they fuck with it for putting it on TV or something like that? That would make sense. So Netflix have got this version that is just, it doesn't look right. I don't remember Danny Baker complaining about that for some reason. Really? I don't know why. Um, <laughs> fucking weird that. Movie, I, I, I'm assuming it would probably just be like, we're not, no, we'll have the proper version, please. So yeah. uh, it's, it's the full, like, CinemaScope thing. So this is basically a Bond film if it featured scenes of Bond cooking and Bond bumping into M in a supermarket. <laughs> See, I watched this years and years and years ago, but I was going through a phase where I couldn't get on with Michael Caine. Um, so I think it was about 95, 96 I watched it. Mm. Um, and I, I, didn't, I didn't really get on with it, but I, I, I still remember there's a scene where he, he, he comes out of a house in a um, in his bathroom or something like that. Something like that. It might be... Uh, the bathrobe might not exist. That might be from a different film and I've replaced it in that. Um, but there's a scene where he comes out with a shotgun out of the house. I'm just a standard sort of Terry's house. That's my abiding memory of it. Um, no. <laughs> See, it could be a completely different fucking film. So. No, I mean, I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's directed by Sidney J. Fury, who uh, went, later went on to direct uh, Iron Eagle and Superman for The Quest for Peace, if I remember correctly. Uh, which is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So basically, the story is uh, Michael Caine's Harry Palmer, who is um, a, an army man, kind of basically turned civil servant spy guy, who essentially is kind of fighting against bureaucracy, doesn't really want to be there, doesn't really like his bosses or anything, but um, finds himself um, assigned to uh, investigating uh, a brain drain, basically, where um, scientists have gone missing and come back and don't really remember their education and their jobs, and they they basically become kind of useless. Um, and uh, which is quite an interesting premise. But the first half of the film is mainly uh, bothered with Palmer getting pissed off with paperwork and bureaucracy, and you know having to get authorization to do things. Uh, yeah, and, and, and kind of finding ways around being able to do them without having to get authorization. It's quite almost matter of fact procedural, but it is quite interesting just because it's Michael Caine doing it, um, and he's he's 
charming, and you know, his seduction technique basically involves telling women to get a drink for him while he cooks really nice food. Um, It's it's a very like matter of fact, plain everyday thing. But then later on in the film, when it gets a bit more conspiratorial, um, it kind of turns into like Clockwork Orange for a bit. Um, or like even though this was before Clockwork Orange um, and then it, it, it gets a bit more paranoia thriller um, and, and again that stuff's really interesting as well um, it's awesome it's awesomely shot there's a scene where Palmer is trying to get to someone and the guy is a bodyguard and it's shot from the inside of a phone box and it, but it's quite far away and you just, like, from this phone box, just see these guys having a fight. And it never, like, mo- it never like moves in closer or anything. It's just them having a bit of a fight. And then Palmer kind of, like, running off again. And it, it's... Otto Heller, isn't it, the, the director? Sorry? Otto Heller did the... Uh, who did uh, Peeping Tom. Who was uh, who did the um, DPRP. Uh, yeah, 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 right. Um, so, yeah, it's just got this... Weird, slightly standoffish, doesn't really want to glamorise anything. In fact, makes the whole job look quite dull. But in in a way that's almost kind of captivating because of Michael Caine. Um, I really, 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 really liked it. Um, I really fucking liked it. It's, Good. It, it's an odd little beast of a film. And I, I watched most of it just while looking after Lottie on Friday afternoon, and she was just like playing, and I was just in the world of Harry Palmer. Um, they did another one or two. I think they're at the next one's funeral in Berlin. I think I'm going to be checking that out quite soon. And like that title already has me intrigued because there's there's some references to some shit that went down in Berlin uh, that didn't go very well for Palmer, and I'm kind of intrigued to find out what that yeah, is, so, which I'm assuming I didn't realise it was more like, I didn't realise there, there was, I thought there was only like a couple, but there was like four, five? There might, there might be, there might five, be. Five, yeah, there's this funeral in Berlin, and then uh, Billion Dollar Brain, uh, and then in the mid-90s they did two as well, Bullet to Beijing and Midnight in St. Petersburg. Not, not Kane though, I take it, in the 90s. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah, Kane's in both of them. The nineties ones, Keynes. Yeah, Keynes and Bob. Shit. Alright, I've got some watching to do. Yeah, um Yeah, he's in both of them. Awesome. Uh, okay, that's I'm gonna have myself a little Harry Palmer season, I think then. Yeah, that's, that's, that's weird because you'd think that he that he, that he, that he wouldn't uh, uh, have done them. Yeah, fucking Michael Gambon's in the first one. Um uh, well, the first the bullet speech in the first of the nineties ones. Yeah. Uh, and in the second one, who else have we got? Um, Michael Gamble's in that one as well. I'm fuck it. I'm all over it. I am all over it. That sounds great. And Sean Connery's son, Jason. Jason, yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's weird that. I say, I, I, you know, I knew there was there was a couple from, um, you know, from the mid '60s, but I didn't, I didn't know that they'd, they'd done two '90s sequels as well. And like you said, fucking came them so. That'd be quite entertaining. Oh yeah, man. I'm I'm fucking I'm all over it. I'm all over it. That's great. Um. Okay. So that that's it for me, actually. 
Go, I don't give a glow. I'll see you there. Okay, let's do some emails. Um, yes, sweet. So, Steve Dixon. Uh, hello there, chaps. Not sure if you remember me, but I used to listen to your various podcasts a couple of years back. I believe I follow you on Twitter, actually, Steve. Uh, the great SD. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, as well, yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, after the birth of my daughter about two and a half years ago, I found it almost impossible to get to the cinema, so I had the idea of delaying my pod- movie podcast listening by six months so I could watch the films when they were out on Blu-ray and then listen to the podcast then. Nice. Um, at the start of the week, I decided to go back and listen to the Dune and the Monkey podcast I used to really enjoy. Turns out this has been over two years since I listened, listened which is actually great. Seen a lot of the films discussed, and the ones I haven't are cheap to buy. The first one I had listened to had the start of the Chimino marathon, which has given me the excuse to put on this superb deer hunter, uh, Mark's pick of the week on uh, Let's Forget Physical on the YouTube channel, um, yeah. as well as just ordering the long-forgotten Heaven's Gate, which I'm looking forward to. Uh, big congratulations, Ian, on the birth of your daughter, by the way. Pretty awesome being a dad, isn't it? My wee girl is coming up for free and starting to love the cinema already as well. Oh, that's promising. I am about two years of podcast behind, so I hope all is gone well <laughs> and all is good with you uh, both. We'll get back on that Twitter thing uh, that I haven't looked at for an age as well. Take it easy, chaps, and keep up the fine work. Steve Dixon, thank you, Steve. Cool. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll look forward to you listening to this in about uh, six months' time. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, thank you for the email. It's uh, cool. You've got some fucking listening to go through there. Yeah, fucking right. Um, okay, and we got Marcus Zizou. Um, yeah. Long-term uh, listener. Yeah, first-time first time mailer, I believe. Um Hi, fellas. Thought it was a pretty decent year for film in 2015, but a lot of the Oscar film nominations weren't really for me. Um, he then goes on to give a list of... Here's my... Oh, no, here's my... Okay. I thought he was giving a list of his films in 2015. I was looking at them like, well, they're all Oscar-nominated films. It's just his order of Oscar-nominated films. So that was... Yeah, that confused me. Sorry. Um, uh, number eight, Bridge of Spies. Number seven, The Martian. Number six, Mad Max. Number five, The Revenant. Number four, Room. Number three, The Big Short. Number two, Spotlight. And number one, Brooklyn. Uh, just wondered how you would rank them. Big fan of Youth, which I saw at LFF. No, not quite the masterpiece of The Great Beauty. This type of cinema is right in my ballpark. Big fan yeah. of the show. Yeah, well... I think I prefer the Great Beauty in fairness. Yeah, okay. Um, I, I, youth for me, but but only but both great fucking films. Is what I'll say on that. Yes. Uh, big fan on the show too. Think I'm a completist so far, along with Chintrigger versus Punter and Film Junk are my non uh, are my main non corporate pods. Though I don't often agree with a lot of opinions. Sorry, it is a thoroughly entertaining listen. Well, that's good. Shit, yeah, man. at least what? you're fucking. Yeah, I mean, at least you're listening to different opinions. Like, can't say yeah. fairer than that. Uh, my only couple of things I would change would be a little more world cinema. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. That, that, I'm going to try and get on that this year. I, 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 I wish I did watch more. Well, I hope you enjoyed our review of The Assassin last week. <laughs> um, sorry, Marcus. Um, and guys, can we please have a better rating system? I prefer a 1 to 5 or a 1 to 10. Still, it's your, cho- your gig, so it's your choice. I, t- I mean, fair enough. If if anybody agrees with the rating thing, like please email or comment on the YouTube, uh, like on this YouTube stream, you know, whatever. I mean, like we've never had anybody say that before. But if I, I don't know if it is a bugbear, now's your chance to kind of yeah. It, if, if it does bug people, then then Obama's getting getting touch with us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, Oscar films. How would we rank them? Um, Look, I need to find out which ones they are now. Okay, so yeah, I mean, like my number one would be Mad Max. My number two would be Room. My number three would be 
the Revenant. Ah, uh, Christ. I think my number four would be the Big Short, number five, Spotlight, number six, the uh, Bridge of Spies, number seven, Brooklyn, number eight, The Martian. I think I did my top 20. I, I think all of those were actually in my top 20. I think they were. I think. So I would refer to that show in whatever order I did there would be my order. Yeah, uh, right. Uh, I've not seen um, Brooklyn or The Bridge of Spies yet, um, but out of those, it would go uh, Room, uh, Spotlight, um, The Martian, Mad Max Fury Road, Revenant. What about The Big Short? I know, I just realised I forgot that. Uh, Big Short would be Before The Martian. Fair enough. Nice. Um, yeah. on, on that, yeah. Yeah, world cinema. I, you know, I'd, I'd very much like. I, I, I think I might be talking more about world cinema this year, just with like movie and what what we watched. But I don't know. The problem is bloody getting to it. As like, yeah, you don't. I don't know. You don't get that many big world cinema releases in the cinema anymore. Yeah, that, that, I was thinking about that. Uh, weirdly enough. Um, I was thinking about the other day, um, for some reason, something reminded me of the uh, film Mother. Um, and I thought, oh, I, I fancy re-watching that. And I watched that at the cinema. Uh, and it made me think, fuck, you know, it, it, there isn't that. There used to be, you know, the opportunity to go and watch sort of like a lot of world cinema at, at, at the cinema uh, mm-hmm. local to me. But I think, I don't know whether it's, it's since uh, Cineworld took over, uh, pitch houses that they've kind of, they've, they've shortened that kind of market, but you seem to, you, you don't seem to get as many. Or it, it could be that they are still there. I just, I don't get as much time to, to, to go and watch them. Uh, but that that's, you know, it, it's a conscious thing for me. I, I have looked at this year and thought, fuck, um, I, I want to get more involved in, in that. Often, though, it can be that thing of, you know, sitting down at 10 o'clock at night and going, right, I've got to be up at 7. Um, I've been at work from 8 o'clock till 7 o'clock at night. I need something that's just going to... And let's be honest, a lot of the world cinema that, that reaches people, uh, that reaches sort of shorts... Is often quite sort of serious stuff um, and, and more kind of weighty stuff, and you don't want to you don't want to start watching and giving your time to that when you're thinking, well, I might turn it off halfway through and go to bed and then come back to it tomorrow because tomorrow becomes the day after the day after that, and it's easy to do that with something like um, fucking Running Man, for instance, that I watched earlier. Mm. Whereas you you kind of want to give something else a, a go, so it ends up getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. So I think this year I'm going to try and stop pushing things back and back and back and back. That's a good way of looking at it, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'd, I'd agree with that. So, well, I mean, we'll see what we can do, Marcus. You know, it's um, we're a little bit hamstrung, I think. Oh, sorry, just my bum's gone to sleep. Um, we're a little <laughs> bit hamstrung by, uh, by you know, releases and shit, I think. And um, but, but movie could help with that. I might, I might give that a go, actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the, I mean, like, if we just, like, maybe do a bit more in what we watched. I mean, I agree with that point. I think it's a good one. Yeah. Uh, right. Out next week. Yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? Dad's Army. No, I'm not going to watch that. Goosebumps. <laughs> which we've already seen. Yeah, it's good. Point Break remake. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I know. Um, oh, is that it? Yeah. That's it, yeah. 
So, what do you want to do? What do you want point, to do? Point Break or Goosebumps? I'm up for either. Um, no, go on, you choose, because I kind of ran railroaded with you. So go on, you choose. I'll, I'll watch either. Genuinely, I'm not going to have a problem with watching either. Well, Point Break, I'd like... I'm not expecting much, but I'll watch it. I, 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 do you know what? Fuck it, I'm going to say Goosebumps. Yeah? Yeah, just because just cause there's stuff to talk about in that movie. I might actually... Okay, I might actually double bill that in Dad's Army. <laughs> I, I've, got, I've got a weird, morbid interest in Dad's Army. I, I, that cast, man, I, like, I want to see them all in a comedy. <laughs> I'll tell you what. If I get chance to in the week, I will on on the weekend. I will go and see Dad's Army as well. No, you won't. If I get see chance, Dirty Grandpa. I must see that fucking anyway during the week. <laughs> um, do you know what? I'm 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 stay. I'm I'm gonna go and watch it. I don't care if other people don't like it. I'm looking forward to it. And the thing is, I'm thoroughly expecting to watch it and then come on next week and go. I went to see Dirty Grandpa. It's shit, <laughs> but. But I want to watch it. I don't. Anyway. Um, actually, funnily enough, um, Steve, uh, no, no, sorry, Marcus actually direct messaged me on Twitter checking that he'd sent it to the right email address because apparently I go through the end stuff really fast. <laughs> uh, so, yes, dudeandamonkey at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, it's, usually, it's usually because I really need a piss. Um, <laughs> at dudeandamonkey, at Ian Loring, at dudefoz, um, and yeah, I think that's probably YouTube. It. Yeah, the YouTube oh, is yeah, yeah. It is it is there. I I will have at least one thing like this week because I've actually got time this week. Uh, fingers fucking crossed. We don't have another disaster like last week. Um, I'll, have uh, a, I'll have another. Let's forget physical this week, focusing on Sicario. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, and uh, also as well, uh, hopefully we we should have the website up and running by other time we record next week. Oh, that'd be nice. Cool. Okay. Great. Um, okay. So yeah, I think that's uh, that's it. Um, I'm gonna go see what my mum's up to. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna go pee, and then I'm gonna go and eat like a motherfucker because I've not actually eaten yet today. I've realised. Nice. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to do it, and plenty of oh, uh, that's going to do it, and we will speak to you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.